Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Welcome to the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. we got another fine show for the next couple hours. Of course, we're going to have our own Will Hill is going to join us here in about 45 minutes. We'll get his thoughts and first look at the Super Bowl coming up here in about a week and a half. And, of course, at the, the top of the hour, 10 o'clock, we're going to have Michael Lombardi himself join us. The big news, of course, of the day is it is official. Tom Brady is retiring after 22 years as a quarterback in the National Football League. It is done. He has made it official on his Instagram account. So we had the speculation on Saturday Looked like he was gone then, then he was maybe coming back. Who knew? It is official today. So when we have Michael on uh, at the top of the hour, obviously we'll get his thoughts uh, from a guy who knows him very, very well, as this is the end of an era, certainly in the National Football League, as Tom Brady is calling it quits. But, Wes, this is something that we expected because this is what we talked about on Betting Across America. That news kind of broke from Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington when we were doing that show on Saturday, and then kind of all hell broke loose as we get the backlash that maybe that wasn't the case. So not unexpected what we heard today. No, not at all. And, uh, you know, Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington, who, of course, got dragged on Twitter. Oh, you're reporting prematurely. You know, they can now do the uh, Vince McMahon strut down the ramp because (laughs) they absolutely got it right. And, you know, Tom Brady obviously wanted to announce it on his own terms, but we live in a 24-7, 365 news cycle, and we live with social media where it spreads so fast. So for everybody that's kind of getting on Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington, if they didn't break this story, somebody else was going to. Yeah, it's, no. a very, it's a very competitive business, this NFL insider business that they are in. So they broke it before Glazer, Rappaport, or Lock and Four, or any of the other NFL insiders on these networks could go ahead and break it. But... That's just kind of the way the media is right now because we know all the – like I compare it to a recruit, Dave, where every recruit wants to do a little ceremony with the hats on the table and and the parent or guardian sitting beside him and then elect where they're going to go to school. So that's just the way it is. But, you know, great career. You'll be eligible for the Hall of Fame in 2027 and will be first ballot. But more importantly, obviously, where does this leave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Because Tom Brady was not one of their – 23 unrestricted free agents that they have on this roster. He had another year on his deal, but we had 
kind of read between the lines a little bit when Rob Gronkowski, I believe it was about a week or a week and a half ago, he has not made an official announcement, but Gronk said, I'm leaning toward not returning. And he obviously probably has opportunities in television or hosting some random reality show or whatever. So once you felt that like he was out, that maybe Tom Brady, it was kind of looking like, okay, maybe he's going to call it quits here, but he comes out on top. He led the league in passing yards. He led the league in passing touchdowns. So I said on Saturday when this first broke, more often than not, the game retires you. You don't retire from the game. And Tom Brady, look, he gets to retire on top in terms of his personal performance. Obviously, they all resigned for extra years because they wanted to run this back for a consecutive back-to-back championships, but didn't get it done. So, you know, you kind of see it a little bit in the Rams game. I mean, he was still good, but he was starting to show some signs of age. Now, it wasn't Roethlisberger-esque where he no. showed about two or three years right. of age before he no, finally no. retired. But, you know, the uh, thing you got to look at for Tampa Bay, where do they go from here? They've got 23 unrestricted free agents. And I don't think now that Brady has retired, Arians is going to also give him a double whammy and retire this year. But I think he's closer to retirement than he is to extending a contract. He's already retired before, came out of retirement to go back to Tampa Bay. We're talking about Bruce Arians here. So it'll be very interesting. The tentacles here, Blaine Gabbert, Kyle Trask, those are the guys right now that you have uh, on that quarterback depth chart. And I don't think from the naked eye that that's going to be good enough to get it done if you're a uh, Buccaneers backer and thinking there's that's what you're going to do. So we'll see what they do either in free agency and or the draft. But you mentioned the game retiring you. You know, Brady is that rare exception because you think about Peyton Manning. I mean, when he went out in the Super Bowl with the Broncos, he had physically was spent. Mm-hmm. He had plantar fasciitis. He could barely move, right? You mentioned Ben Roethlisberger. just clearly could not get around anymore and kind of willed his way to one more winning season. You think about Brett Favre when he retired, gave everything he had, came back with Minnesota and got physically beaten up in an NFC title game. And then that's it. I mean, like, those guys – they get physically taken away well, from the game. That never it, happened to Brady. And it's not just the physicality of the game. It's also, okay, I got to look at an offseason. And, you know, Tom Brady knows where the organization stands. He knows that, hey, we got a lot of these free agents. A lot of these guys might not be coming back. Do I want to kill myself to keep my body in shape? As you That's get older, it obviously, you know, becomes more difficult to stay in shape. Do I want to kill myself to not only be in physical shape, to take that pounding mm-hmm. that an 18-week season plus playoff games are going to give you, but also do I want to run the route tree in the offseason with all my receivers and my running backs and tight end? Do I want to put in that time after I put over two decades in this league? And I think he kind of thought, you know what? I have some opportunities after football. I want to spend time with my family. I want to go play golf. I want to do something else. So he called it quits on his own terms. Most players don't get to do that. Yeah, no question about it. And again, that, that's the amazing thing. When I heard on yesterday with, when he was on with Jim Gray, and he basically said, you know, the accomplishments don't mean as much anymore at this stage. That's when I kind of said, oh, yeah, he's definitely uh, going to shut this thing down. I'm just surprised he didn't say it yesterday on his own outlet. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up today and he's got the, the prepared statement. But it is official, Tom Brady. And I don't think this is going to be a Brett Favre thing, people. This is it. When Tom Brady says, 
says this. I don't think you can expect to come back. I'm sure there'll be some odds that come out later, whether or not Brady comes back. I just don't see that happening for this type of athlete. This is not the same scenario that we saw with Brett Favre. So as we move on from Brady here, and again, we'll have Michael Lombardi on to get his thoughts again from a man who knows him very, very well. And I know there's been a lot of chatter about, oh my goodness, he didn't mention the Patriots today in his closing. I think everything's just fine there. We'll get uh, Michael Lombardi's thoughts at the top of the hour. Let's get to the Super Bowl here. And, you know, Tom Brady just did them all a favor because they've get sports talk gets another week and a half to talk about this and, and fill that hole that we have in that void until we get to the Super and, Bowl. And I do think that that might have been purposeful as well. I want to make that point because, look, we know we have two weeks before the Super Bowl. He's like, I don't want to overshadow the game. Out of, maybe out of respect to the game, I'm not trying to be a mind reader here, but obviously this is the week for the Pro Bowl. So it's like, well, it's the Pro Bowl. You know, I don't care <laughs> if I distract from that. Yeah, that's not a big deal. Let's get it done. Let's get all that stuff done. And then we get to the Super Bowl, obviously, next week. Yeah, so let's get to those numbers because they, they shifted a little bit here as we're, you know, we've known for less than 48 hours here what the Super Bowl matchup would in fact be. And I think we started open up around three, three, around three and a half, four. And I even checked here at South Point just before we, we came on the air. I saw it was four here. You see BetMGM four and a half right now. So you have seen them tick up a little bit in the favor of the Rams getting some of that money. And the over is starting to take take a little bit of money too here. It was around 48 and a half, and now we're seeing 49 and a halves. Even though I've seen a lot of people, some people I respect, playing that under early on here. So before we get to the breakdown of the quarters and the halves, what do you make of the initial moves, the small moves, but still significant when you go up a half point to a full point in the game? Yeah, I'm not really shocked here because we know that the Bengals, look, this is their first run here at this. It's not like this is a team that, okay, they got in the playoffs and then they lost and then they got to the divisional round and then they got to the AFC championship and lost where it's like oftentimes when you're building something and you're building an NFL franchise and building a playoff team for that matter you got to go through the pain they really have not no. because they had not been in the playoffs so they find themselves in the Super Bowl meanwhile this Rams team we know has been in a Super Bowl in recent years albeit with a different quarterback but basically the same kind of core with that team uh, you know subject to change with a couple players obviously Matthew Stafford Odell Beckham which is put sure. over the top here in the NFC so the Rams are the more experienced team if you look at certain matchups if you believe that the game of football is won or lost in the trenches they and you're certainly going to like the Los Angeles Rams because look at some of these numbers in pass rush win rate, the Los Angeles Rams number one in the NFL, and that's going against the Cincinnati pass block unit number 30 in the NFL Cincinnati on their defensive line, their pass rush 25th in the league against the number one pass blocking unit for the Los Angeles Rams. The rushing numbers are a little bit more narrow, not as wide a gaps as those passing numbers, but that tells you a little bit. Okay. The Los Angeles Rams, they are better on the offensive line and the defensive mm -hmm. line in this game. So usually that's going to play a factor in who's going to win NFL games, namely in the Super Bowl. So I'm not surprised that the Rams being the more proven commodity or at least getting some early looks. I would fully expect there'll be plenty of support for the Bengals. I don't think you very rarely get one-way traffic on the Super Bowl because then there'll be enough people that'll say, well, I'm going to go contrarian and I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. So it's not like I think this line is going to continue to rise and we're going to hear big bets all you know on mm -hmm. both sides, on the Rams, on the Bengals, on the over, on the under, on pride. 
stops. So, you know, keep that in mind when you hear this, uh, that kind of uh, context or rather uh, content rather over the next couple of weeks. Well, I mean, I think it's, it's clear to see that if you just look at the roster makeup, right, the Rams have three of the best player in the league at their individual positions. Make the argument for Jalen Ramsey as the best corner. Aaron Donald certainly is the best interior lineman in the NFL. And, and I think you can make a strong case, too, that Cooper Cup's the best wide receiver in the league. So mm-hmm. when you have those three players right off the jump, and then potentially two more Hall of Famers in Von Miller and OBJ, they got Joe Burrow. I, you know, and Jamar Chase is, is rookie. I mean, it is amazing to think that it feels like a mismatch when you look at it in that context, that, that just that the skill players, the very best players of the league, the Rams by hook or by crook, either by trade or by draft, they've got the very, very best of the league in comparison to what the Bengals have. They put all their chips in. They and, sure did. And so far, it's worked. Now, we'll see if they get the Lombardi trophy, which is the ultimate goal. But that's what the Rams elected to do. They're like, we got a one or two-year window here. Let's go for it. And we got to make it good. And here they are on the doorstep of doing just that. Yeah, I think even even if they lose the Super Bowl, that pushing the chips in, it, when you get to the Super Bowl, to me, it's already worth it to have a shot at the chip. All right, when we come back, we will talk about the first quarter and first half lines of the Super Bowl and also get into the Super Bowl MVPs. Don't forget Michael Lombardi at the top of the hour. Come on back. It is Visa the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. MGM welcomes you with a special offer in the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you're going to win $200 bucks in free bets. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first bet. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 bucks in free bets. If a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on, eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi 
or Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN. And let's get to some of those Super Bowl MVP odds. But before we do that, I know you have some news and notes very quickly, Wes, you wanted to get well, to. Well, uh, two in the college variety, one on the hardwood, one on the gridiron. And I'll start on the hardwood first because the line is starting to move. Kansas leading scorer Ochai Agbaji, who averages just under 21 a game, not going to go tonight per AKU basketball spokesperson. Oh. Not going to play at Iowa State tonight due to COVID health and safety protocols. Did not make the trip. So you're starting to see a little bit of movement on the cycle. Clones there. I think Kansas was three and a half, four before the news. Starting to see some two and a halves in the market, including at BetMGM. So the Cyclones, uh, very tough to beat at the Hilton Coliseum there in Ames. And they did already play once earlier this year. It was a 62 to 61 game. Kansas escaped back on January 11th at the Fog in Lawrence. So Iowa State getting the support mm. here. What I'm waiting on is I'm going to wait on the total here and see if this gets bet down a little bit. And then I'll want to come in on the over because I think in a one game situation you can see a leading score get replaced you can't always you can get the scoring replaced but you can't necessarily get the defense replaced mm. Kansas off that loss to Kentucky 80 to 62 oh, man. in the fog on Saturday so I'm waiting on the total I don't think I think now the side it's already been moved here on Iowa State so that is that news and we'll get into that game more later when mm -hmm. we discuss the college basketball card tonight but also on the gridiron that would be uh, Caleb Williams finally sent out the tweet that we thought he was going to send out a couple weeks ago, the old fight on, Dave, and he is going to rejoin Lincoln Riley at USC, transferring from the University of Oklahoma to be the USC, presumably their starting quarterback. And BetMGM, by the way, does have the futures up already for the college football playoff and to win the national championship, Heisman Trophy, mm -hmm. what have you. Caleb Williams currently 8-1 to one to win the Heisman Trophy Man. next year. The USC Trojans 35-1 to one to win the bundle in college football. And we watched him come out of nowhere. Spencer Rattler, of course, started the year last year at Oklahoma. He was one of the short favorites to be the uh, Heisman Trophy winner and then Caleb Williams came in, kind of saved their season and we saw the uh, meteoric rise he had there. That's going to be a very interesting team and Heisman race to watch with him going and rejoining with Lincoln Riley out west. We'll get to more college basketball here a little bit later on, but let's get back to our Super Bowl talk. And it is very interesting when you look at the MVPs by position and we get it. It's predominantly a quarterback-driven award, right? 31 quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl MVP. Running back and wide receiver come in second, tied at seven. Linebackers, four. I remember Chuck Howley. got to go way back. Uh, and by the way, that was the last time a losing uh, participant won the Super Bowl MVP was Chuck Howley uh, back for the Cowboys. Defensive ends, you had a couple. The Cowboys shared a couple there with Randy White and uh, Harvey Martin. You see safeties and corners. Of course, Larry Brown comes to mind there. Defensive tackle, and you get one kick punt returner. Remember who that was? Desmond Howard. Yes. Desmond Howard, by the way, uh, getting that award for the Green Bay Packers. So you look at that, and obviously that tells you quarterback, right? And even when you go back, West, the, just the last 10 Super Bowl MVPs, right? Look at this. We're talking Rodgers, Manning, Flacco, Brady, Brady, Foles, Mahomes, Brady, right? But you do have a couple that are sprinkled in there mm -hmm. that are non-quarterbacks. But it really is diamond in the rough, rough that you're trying to find here to extrapolate some, some odds here that give you some better juice. Now, obviously, you get it. While Matty Stafford and Joe Burrow are going to be your kind of co-faves, if you will. Stafford the big favorite because we're expecting the Rams to win at plus 115 as the four-point favorite. And then Joe Burrow comes in next at plus 210. But then you get into those interesting things here, Wes. In a one-game scenario, 
And these are not dominant quarterbacks, not established guys. These aren't the Brady's. These aren't the Rodgers and the Mahomes, right? So you might be able to find some other gems here and go, yeah, OBJ probably not coming back next year. He had a really good title game, right? Von Miller looks like he's rejuvenated. There's always Aaron Donald Mm -hmm. if you want to go defense. Is there anybody non-quarterback that floats your boat at a particular number? Yeah, and and we've uh, examined these back when there were four teams and eight teams Mm -hmm. left in the playoffs. And we saw Cooper Cup was as high as 20 to 1. Obviously, that is long gone in a one-game scenario with only a 6 to 1 on there. So, yeah, if I'm looking a little bit down the board, and even Aaron Donald for a defensive player to only be 16 to 1, usually you're getting 25 to 1 minimum on that defensive player. So, yeah, if I was looking a little bit down the board and I go to the AFC title game, they were able to somewhat take away Jamar Chase, the Chiefs, kind of like they what did. they were able to do with Stefan Diggs, uh, not as pronounced as they did clearly with Diggs in that game against the Bills, but they were able to take away Chase a little bit, so who benefited from that? It wasn't, unfortunately for me, Tyler Boyd, as I had a prop <laughs> on him. It was T. Higgins yeah. who got over 100 yards in that game. So you see T. Higgins there at 50-1. to one. Uh, I think Odell Beckham obviously will get a lot of support because that's a storyline. It's like, okay, he's been a diva every where he went he you know was out in Cleveland and maybe the Rams were kind of his last chance and look we saw another receiver a diva wide receiver Antonio Brown Mm -hmm. you know that was kind of his last chance and he didn't make the most of it meanwhile Odell Beckham's been a good guy so far hasn't caused any friction hasn't caused any drama just coming in coming to work doing his job punch in punch out on the time clock so there's a possibility of Odell Beckham at 25 to 1 I think he will probably get support from the betters you know I keep looking down the list right Right, as you go really, really deep and you get to the 66 to ones like the Sony Michelle's, you get the 100 to one, Samaj P. Ryan. I mean, that's, come on. So I keep looking for one name that's not on the board. And I realize why he's not on the board. And I keep looking for Evan McPherson because it, kickers never won this thing. Mm-hmm. A kicker's never been the MVP. Even Adam Vinatieri, who right, has two Super Bowl right. game winning kicks, has never won MVP. And that's why you don't see him on this board, right? Because I go, Man, if, if you couldn't give it to Vinatieri mm-hmm. with the kicks he made, even leading up to the Super Bowl, right? Because sometimes they do kind of group it in. I know it's supposed to be specifically for the one game, but sometimes they do take it in for the body of work that you might have had in that postseason run. McPherson's been dynamic for the Bengals. And the fact that you can see why they just don't value kickers. But my goodness, I mean, seriously, if you had the Tennessee game play out again in the Super Bowl, and there's a chance that could happen. Could they actually give it to McPherson instead of Joe Burrow? Or do you think it's just default? 100 to 1. Okay. Right now, yeah, I, I was just going to say that, actually. I'm like, you know, certain books, I think they're going to put prices up for everybody. Yeah. But I'm sure there's going to be somebody, to your point, that would go and be like, hey, what's the odds on McPherson? Or what's the odds on Matt Gay here? And if they don't have a price up, depending on how much you want to bet, if you go to the window, they'll go ahead and uh, give you a price and give you a ticket on that, depending on what the limits are on that prop. But obviously, you're looking triple digits, at least for both kickers. But again, and we'll get into, as we get closer, Closer and closer to the Super Bowl, we got you know a week and a half to do this here. I do look at scenarios like that. We talk about over unders and field goals, right? I mean, they depend on this kid so much now that if the game is tight, they're going to turn it over to the rookie sixth rounder out of Florida. I mean, that's how confident they are in this guy that he's just not going to miss a kick. So I could see a scenario where the game script goes, "Hey, keep it close. Let's play it close to the vest. This kid kicks four. 
and he kicks a game winner, 100 to 1, Wes? I'd be intrigued. I mean, look, this is the time where casual bettors, look, this is the most bet event of the year. This is the time when casual bettors like the lottery tickets. Right. You know, long shot to win MVP. This is why, and we'll get into it as more of the props come out here this week and then in the next week, obviously, in the lead up to the game. That's why you see a lot of these casual bettors, they like to bet a little to win a lot. Right. Here. So that's why you'll see them take lottery tickets on these MVPs. So when we talk to all these bookmakers, they're going to say, yeah, we got a little bit of exposure. We got some tickets on, you know, Van Jefferson Jaylen or Evan McPherson or Jesse Bates, you know, because bettors want to bet a little to win a lot. That's why one of the most popular props every single year is to bet the yes on the safety, which right. is usually eight to one, because they're going to be, eh, I'll bet a hundred bucks on that it may happen and then I get $800 so you know <laughs> bettors will often do that here and they'll usually be smaller bets too they'll be $10 here $20 here $50 here maybe $100 so you're not necessarily going to see like wise guys say okay I'm going to bet $10,000 or $100,000 on the safety or something like that so you know, keep that in mind that some of these prices, even because they're big prices and especially because they're big prices, there will be betters that take a chance with some small bets on these. And again, I, you know, I look at a name like Jalen Ramsey at 100 to 1 and I go, well, let me game script that. And again, we talk about Larry Brown. That was 1995 for the Cowboys against the Steelers. Pick Neil O'Donnell had a pick six, right? It would take a scenario like that to have a DB or defensive player, you know, if you really do want to go the Von Miller route at 50 to 1, because you, you kind of feel like the Rams have a chance to really dominate this O line of the Bengals and maybe get a pick six, maybe get Aaron Donald with three, four sacks, and he's at 16 to 1. So I think you're going to see people try to game script this and get a correlation here for possible longer shots for the MVPs. When we come back, we will dive more into the college basketball night before we get back to football. A reminder at the top of the hour, we're going to have Michael Lombardi talking about Tom Brady. Come on back. It is the Lombardi line right here in Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Never too early to prepare for the big game. We want to make sure VEASAN is a part of your plans. We're going to be with you throughout the playoffs. And then, of course, on Championship Weekend, we're going to have 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VEASAN betting experts before, during, and after all the action on VEASAN. Com. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN. And we dove a little bit into the Kansas-IU game, the Iowa State game here, rather. And uh, right now we're seeing that line continue to move with big news for Kansas without their leading score tonight uh, against Iowa State in Ames. So what do you make of that now? And I know maybe you have a proclivity, West to see where the total does here, maybe more so than the size. Yeah, logically, this is going to move to the under on the total when you take a 21-point a game or just under 21-point a game score, that being Ochag Baji, who has not made the trip here to Hilton Coliseum in Ames tonight to face the Cyclones in the rematch from a couple weeks ago. 
and it is dropping right now in terms of the line. I think there's a couple threes still out there, but now pretty much two and a half mm-hmm. market wide. This was as high, I think, in the overnights as four and a half. Kansas coming off that loss to the Kentucky Wildcats, where Kentucky went in and handled them pretty easily, 80 to 62. And then uh, getting the Cyclones here, who have now won a couple in a row. They won at Oklahoma State in overtime and then beat Missouri on Saturday by 17. So, you know, looking forward to trying to pay back these Jayhawks and aim. Is always a tough place to play, and it's especially loud and usually sold out there mm-hmm. when the Jayhawks come to town. That's always the game of the year for the Cyclones, that and really the Iowa game in terms of the Cyhawk rivalry. But yeah, looking at this, they met on January 11th. It was 62 to 61. Kansas uh, just barely got there. Iowa State was there right there the whole game. And actually, Kansas was down with 16 seconds left to go. Agbaji, by the way, in that game did have 22 points and seven rebounds. So he led all scorers. So you're taking him away. So that would say, okay, well, this was a lower scoring game the first time. Only 123 points. And Iowa State, very good defensively, by the way. I think they're eighth nationally in defensive uh, efficiency or adjusted defensive efficiency, I should say. Kansas number four and adjusted offensive efficiency. That's going to take a dip, but what I'm going to do on this game, because I think you're already a little bit late to the party if you're taking two and a half when you could have gotten three and a half Mm -hmm. or four. I'm not saying, I mean, that's still the side I would lean to, though, because this is obviously a major loss for Kansas, but oftentimes that first game without a star player, you will see a team step up. So that's why I'm probably going to stay away from the side, but I'm waiting to see if the total is going to drop a little bit more. I'm seeing as low as 136. I think it's still at BetMGM right now. If uh, my eyes don't deceive me, it's 136 <laughs> and a half. What I might end up doing a little bit too is maybe seeing if I can go over in the first half oh. because Oftentimes, a team will find offense to replace that player, at least in a one-game scenario. Now, long-term, you get into the second game, the third game, if he's out multiple games, then you really see the struggle bus for that team on offense. So, I think maybe they step up early on, and then perhaps if the game goes first half over, look for the second half under, because kind of water will find its level. It's like, okay, for a 20-minute span, we might be able to find enough offense, but then the defense kind of kicks in, and Mm -hmm. assuming that this is going to be a, a close and competitive game, which obviously the spread is kind of indicating that the market believes that to be so. That's what I'm going to be looking to do here in Kansas, Iowa. State. All right, so maybe that uh, over-under might tick down a little bit there. Uh, very good advice there, Wes, because, again, I think most people, there's no way that number's going to go up. They're going to go, oh, my goodness, leading scores out. It's got to come down. Maybe you could find something there, some value in the first half. Look, Texas and Texas Tech, uh, guns up in Lubbock, they, they are just waiting for Chris Beard. Mm-hmm. And we saw, if you were on social media yesterday, my goodness, they were letting them have it, uh, those Texas fans. Uh, not very happy right now with Chris Beard. So, uh, excuse me, the Texas Tech fans not very happy with Chris Beard coming back as head coach now of the Longhorns. What do you make? Because, again, the fans can't play the game, mm-hmm. right? So as much as they wanted Texas Tech stick it to their old coach here coming in, what do you make of this number with Texas Tech the Red Raiders four and a half point favorite? Yeah, I took the Longhorns at five and a half in the overnight. There are four and a halves out there in the market. Maybe a five's going to repop here, but I do like the Longhorns here in the spot. And by the way, old relationships here. Mark Adams was actually uh, Chris Beard's assistant, dating back to their days at Arkansas Little Rock in 2015. And Mark Adams, I don't think Texas Tech has missed a beat necessarily. Mm. Mark Adams is an excellent X's and O's coach, as is Chris Beard. So Texas Tech has been very 
very good this season. They run that no middle defense. What that forces opponents to do, you got to generate offense from outside of the arc. And 44% of their opponents' three point shots have actually been wide open in Big 12 play. That's via shot quality, which measures, you know, how a team shoots from certain areas of the floor, layups, three point shots inside, outside the arc. Texas does run their sets through their big guys, Trey Mitchell and Timmy Allen, but they're doing the fifth highest scoring rate in the Big 12 from beyond, from behind the arc. So Texas runs a motion offense. They've improved the spacing a little bit. So they're going to get open looks against Texas Tech because that's what Texas Tech wants you to do, side to side, mm-hmm. keep you outside, keep you out of the middle of the lane. Now Texas, you know, they're going to have to cut down on the turnovers and the Red Raiders, they like to put pressure on the ball. Texas is a little bit smaller than Texas Tech offensively that's going to rely motion and also post-ups in the lane, but Chris Beard, even though his unit's undersized, they're pretty good on the interior for defense, so I did take uh, uh, the Longhorns here in the points. Terrence Shannon, game-time decision for the Red Raiders, been battling a back issue, and apparently uh, Texas Tech is, though, bringing in Rick Flair to fire up oh, the crowd. Uh, look, here's what I'll say about, about Nate. is going to be there? Here's what I'll say about the nature boy if you got the check and you got the money He's going to claim your team as his favorite team. I mean, Ric Flair, you know, he has no bias from that. It depends on um, what kind of uh, dollar figures you're putting on that check. And Rick will come in gladly and pump up the crowd. So, uh, nevertheless, even with Nate in the house uh, pumping up the fans in Lubbock, I still like the Longhorns here in this spot. Your handicap is better than mine, which would be never bet against Nate. But I I like where you're coming at with some some more data to uh, to back that up. I look at Creighton and UConn here in the Big East tonight. And you... UConn has really been a revelation to me, Wes. I don't know if they've been for you. And it really is, man, they can score the basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they can really get up get up and down, and, and uh, they're pretty efficient. What do you make of this matchup tonight with Creighton coming in town? Yeah, and Creighton's been a little bit of the struggle bus, and that's why this has moved from 9.5 to 10.5 uh, at BetMGM. Still some 10s in the market. You look at Creighton now, 12-7, and 4-4 four and four in the Big East. Got off to a pretty good start this season in the conference. Beat a very good Villanova team, then went on to, to double overtime on the row of Marquette and got a win but they lost at Butler last Wednesday mm-hmm. and they lost big to Butler and that's a Butler team that offensively has been an absolute nightmare and still lost by 17 to him they lost by 10 at home to Xavier as well so it looks like the proverbial two teams going in opposite directions because if you look at UConn and to your point they have really scored the basketball Man. this year 20th nationally in adjusted offensive efficiency and they have won five in a row in Big East play they have to win a grinder though on Saturday at DePaul 57 to 50 so look I look at that as kind of a good thing for a team when you can win at all tempos when you win a game in the 50s and then if it gets in the 80s you can still win that they've won five in a row beat St. John's at home in overtime swept Butler both in stores and also in Indianapolis beat up on Georgetown by 23 and then won at DePaul still amidst that five game winning streak Creighton even though they've been struggling the last couple games is a step up in class a little bit. Creighton's still a top 60, top 70 team in the Ken Palm here. And I actually like the Blue Jays. Mm. This is one, usually when you get a ranked team, 
that wins three or more in a row. I call it the fat and happy plays because <laughs> you get a team and that gets priced into the market game by game when these teams go on these winning streaks, especially in these power six conferences in college basketball, and it inflates the line a little bit. So this is one I often go half in the first half and half in the game where I'm going to take the dog, and that's what I think I'm going to do with the Creighton Blue Jays tonight. You mentioned Georgetown. Boy, a struggle bus here for the Hoyas. Uh, Patrick Ewing, boy, it's rough sledding right now. You know, John Thompson, sadly, isn't walking through that door, nor JT3 here. Uh, Seton Hall comes into Georgetown tonight. My goodness, can the Hoyas get off the schneid here, Wes, or is this just going to be another beatdown from the kids in the hall? Well, Seton Hall needs to get off their own little bit of a schneid here because they've lost four of their last five. They're three and six in the conference all of a sudden, 12 and seven, and that's because the uh, Harvard transfer Bryce Aiken has not been available in all of these games. So Seton Hall lost two straight at home. They got blown out by St. John's. They got beat by 10 at home to Marquette. So maybe, and I often say the best thing for a team that struggles at home is is to go away yes. from home, and maybe that could be what the doctor is uh, ordering here for Seton Hall. I think the price is about right just when I ran my numbers here. I think seven is about right. Georgetown, uh, you know, they've had a couple guys out periodically throughout the season with COVID. I believe Donald Carey is now back, but Georgetown hadn't won a game since December 15th against oh. Howard. So this is a team that is on an eight-game losing streak. So you got to hold your nose a little bit if you're going to bet the Hoyas uh, – not where I want to really go here, but I think seven's the right number. You say December 15th. Yeah, against Howard. It's February 1st. Mm-hmm. Oof. That, 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 that yeah, is... Hoyas are 0-7 in the Big East right now. Not good. Okay, well, good luck, Hoyas. Uh, I always like to rub their, their noses in a little bit as a Syracuse guy, but I don't wish that upon Patrick Ewing or anybody else with that program. All right, when we come back, the King of New York, Will Hill, is going to join us. He's got a very interesting Super Bowl MVP prop that we'll discuss. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. The 
big game right around the corner. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly if you have a problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is the Lombardi line right here on Vston. And a reminder here in about forty-five, or about 15 minutes, we'll have Michael Lombardi, Wes, join us right here to get his thoughts on the big news of the day that Tom Brady has, in fact, retired. And, Wes, you just told me very quickly, for all those people mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. losing their minds. Not naming any names, Mike Greenberg. Mike Greenberg. That, that oh, my goodness, you didn't mention the Patriots. He has put out a, a secondary. He has assuaged oh. all of your concerns, okay? Uh, <laughs> look, time heals all wounds, okay? Look, when Tom Brady goes into Canton in five years, Robert Kraft and the Patriots organization are going to be front and damn center for his induction speech, okay? So, so don't get goodness. all any penny and worried about it. It was amazing how many people were upset about that this morning. I was like, good Lord, let the guy retire, and I'm sure he'll get to everybody. It's just day one of the retirement. Mm-hmm. So we'll get more on that a little bit later on. But let's bring in our recent contributor, Point Spread Weekly. Of course, he is the king of New York. Follow him on Twitter as we do it. Not the Will Hill. Very quickly, Will, New York, I, I, I got to credit New York today. Because I saw, I think my buddy Bruce Beck there at NBC. The uh, NBC4 in right? New York, yes. I'm, pretty, I'm not going to say that Bruce did it, but they put out Tom Brady, loser of two Super Bowls to the Giants, officially retires today. Is that just like New York classic New York? Let's stick it to Tom one more time. Yeah, and I think Philly put one out, they too, did. where they said Tom Brady, who dropped the pass against Nick Foles and whatever in the Super Bowl, also retired. So uh, teams taking their chances to you know take a shot at, uh, at Brady retiring. Brady certainly had... Uh, the last laugh plenty of times, especially against the Jets. But look, uh, that I mean, the Giants, it was a, for a long time where Eli Manning was the only quarterback to beat uh, Brady in the Super Bowl. So uh, I guess you can take your shots when you have a chance. Seven and three in those Super mm-hmm. Bowls, the only two losses mm-hmm. to the Giants and one of the Eagles, the NFC East. Yeah. So that's it. So have that, your fun that, while that you have a tweet shot. coming from uh, NBC4 in New York. And by the way, their call letters, Dave. WNBC. You got to say it right, Will. (laughs) Let's get to the Super Bowl MVPs here since it won't be Tom Brady anymore. Uh, We talked about it a little bit uh, off the top of the show here. And there are some interesting numbers and and certainly non-quarterbacks, right? And you kind of like, I look at Evan Fearson at 100 to 1. And if you're a Bengals backer, I could see a scenario, Will, where at 100 to 1, he kicks four field goals. He, you know, he kicks a 52-yarder to win it. You see what he's done in the postseason, maybe kind of flavor of the week. That could possibly get home. You see another 100 to 1 that you like. What do you like? Yeah, and again, 100 to 1. So, I mean, bet accordingly. You're not betting a lot of money on these probably, but. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is one that, that popped out to me. We've seen defensive back steal this award, whether it's Larry Brown, I think Dexter Jackson mm-hmm. uh, for Tampa. I just like the matchup of the Rams defensive line versus the Bengals offensive line. And you figure, you know what, Burrow, maybe he's under some pressure. Ball comes out quickly, bad throws, bad decisions. Ramsey can be the recipient of it. Pick a couple balls off. He'll probably have to get, you know, two interceptions, probably one of them for a score something like that, but uh, not impossible. Again, at a hundred to one, Maybe it's worth a shot. It's just, it's such a quarterback award. I don't see any value, you know, Burrow two to one, you know, Stafford, basically around even money. You, you kind of got to think outside the box if you're going to, uh, 
if you're going to find any value in these. So uh, obviously shop around, get the best number, but Ramsey's one that caught my eye. I am glad that Will mentioned a defensive back here, and he did mention one former defensive back that won the Super Bowl MVP, Larry Brown, because it always makes me think of that Married with Children episode <laughs> yes. where he was in that episode, and Al Bundy, Ed o- portrayed by Ed O'Neill, yes. uh, claims him, you're a Super Bowl right hero. Even though that bum O'Donnell threw those two passes right to you. And then Larry Brown kind of leans into him and goes, hey, I know that. You know that. But Disneyland and the Raiders don't know that. Give it to Larry Brown. He earned it that day. As a Cowboy fan, I remember that game very, very well. Uh, gentlemen, let's get to the PJ Tour. You know, I always say this. I get roped in and on Saturday, obviously, because they didn't want to go head-to-head against the NFL. I was just captivated uh, watching the Farmers Insurance Open. I feel bad for Willie Z backers out there, Wills Alatoris, who, by the way, Wes, is yeah, not going to play this Speaking of, uh, it just came out. Wills Alatoris, apparently, with COVID-19. I don't want to say that that's not true because I have have no proof uh, otherwise to uh, <laughs> prove or disprove that. But I also think maybe, you know, you're playing in the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and there's a reason why a lot of these guys, not only because of the spot in the schedule and obviously some of the players going to Saudi Arabia, sure. uh, getting those nice appearance fees from the uh, Saudis, but I think playing those six-plus-hour rounds in a Pro-Am format, and especially for a Wills Alatoris that thought he had that tournament one at the Farmers last week and then has that scar tissue, and then to get right back on the horse, he's like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll wait till uh, uh, Riviera or Phoenix we, coming up. Well, you guys have been uh, certainly on long shots that the West does with Brady, and I know, Will, you've been right on it so far in this early PGA Tour season. Uh, you've got a 50-to-1 guy that you like this week. Who is it? Yeah, and I don't know if there, there are probably some better numbers out there, but Tom Hoagie is one that caught my eye. It's kind of a watered-down field. He's a boomer bust player, but uh, you know he had a fourth uh, fourth place finish a couple weeks ago. Um, and he had a second place recently. I think the American Express he actually finished second. Uh, his last four, he's had two top four finishes, so he can do it. You know, he's led after Friday. He's led led after Saturday. He's had some leads. He hasn't been able to finish the uh, the deal, but you know, he's played well at this course. I think he finished 12th there last year. So. Uh, again, it's a long shot. I'll be interested to hear what uh, what Brady and Wes have, and the Veasan guys have done really well. I think it was yeah. Femi who had Luke List at eighty to one. So, obviously, keep your ear to the ground with, with what the Veasan guys give out to you because a lot of people do well with the golf. But uh, Hoagie is one that definitely caught my eye. Well, I'll give a little spoiler alert for long shots later this afternoon. Tom Hoagie is also on my card. I found sixty on him, and Ooh. I actually had him uh, three weeks ago or two weeks ago rather at the American Express where he finished runner up to Hudson Swafford. He was one hundred and twenty five to one in that event. Keep in mind, Hoagie was T2 last year at Pebble Beach after 54 holes and hit a bad shot that took him out of the top 10. So if you bet like each way or had places, top fives or something like that, you know, just hit the one bad shot. But he's a guy that played well here. He plays really well on shorter coastal tracks. So I'm with Will on Tom Hoagie this week. Well, we always talk about it. You being the king of New York with the New York City cast, you do great work with that here at VEASAN. I do want to get to Brian Dable here very quickly because, you know, I don't know when this new fad started of GMs and new head coaches getting out of their cars. And now these are the new hype videos here. What do you make and what's the city cast going to tell us this week about their new head coach in New York? Seems like it's a home run hire. I mean, between the GM, the coach, there's some, you know, chemistry there where they'll be on the same page. And uh, I think that's a good sign. And, 
you know, Dable did a really good job with, with Allen, with that Bills offense. You know, spent 11 years under Belichick. Not that that's always a sign of success, but he spent three years under Saban. Then he kind of went on, out on his own and took over Buffalo and, you know, really revitalized Allen, who struggled early in his career. Uh, you know, he's going to have a similar quarterback in terms of skill set with Jones, who can move. He's got a good arm. So I, I think it's a good hire. It wasn't a great class of, of available coaches. You know, Flores would have been a good hire. Dable, I think, is a good hire. Other than that, it's a lot of, you know, retreads, assistants. You, you don't really know, but uh, seems like they did a good job. I, I think he'll do a good job there, and I think he'll get a long leash. You know, the Giants have not had a lot of success, 22 and 79 the last five years. Mm. You know, if he could get them to 8 and 9, 9 and 8 in contention for a wild card, he'll be a hero. I, I think he'll do well. I think it's a good hire. Very quickly, I, as a Cowboy fan, this hire makes me nervous with the combination GM head coach. Mm. So I actually think I'm with Will on this, Wes. I think they're onto something there. Well, they, they tried to go off. Offense a couple years ago with Ben McAdoo, that didn't work out. I think uh, Brian Dable has proven in his short time as an OC, a mm-hmm. little bit advanced offensively maybe than Mr. McAdoo. So I think this is actually a pretty good hire, all things considered, for the Giants with the limited amount of candidates. But, Will, uh, just about a uh, uh, minute 15 to go here, I want to ask you about the one NBA game involving a New York team on the hardwood tonight, and that's the Brooklyn Nets and the Phoenix Suns. Nets look like they're getting a little bit of the money. Phoenix has some uh, injury issues. Kyrie looks like he's going to go. We don't know if James Harden is going to go with that questionable uh, hand injury. Kevin Durant out, but the Brooklyn Nets getting the support here. Yeah, I like the Nets. I actually just bet the Nets, and if you like them, bet them now because uh, Mark Stein just tweeted out that Harden is probable. Okay. Now, this is only the second game in six days for the Nets, so there's a little bit of a rest advantage. Uh, and the Nets kind of need the game. You know, NBA's a long season. Not every game matters to these guys, but they've lost three in a row. They've lost four out of six. You know, Aldridge is hurt. Durant's hurt. I actually gave out Philly to win that division, plus 175 last week on the podcast. Now it's even money. The Nets are kind of slipping here. This is a big game for them. I don't know that they get it, but I, I think this line will close closer to five, maybe four and a half, probably five, uh, with the news that Harden's playing. I like the Nets here, plus the points. All right, so take the points here and Brooklyn on the road. And again, that's why Kyrie Irving will be eligible to play. Hey, uh, always appreciate it, Will. Again, the King of New York. Check out the New York City cast and follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. Will, we'll, uh, enjoy the uh, the action tonight. We'll get, catch up with you again soon. I'm not going to see you guys Sunday. I'm going to miss you Sunday. It's going to be it's, weird. I'll, I'll see you guys next Will's week. Will's got the early shift next Sunday. <laughs> enjoy <laughs> it because we'll see you on Super Bowl Sunday for sure. All right, when we come back here, Michael Lombardi himself is going to join us. Cannot wait to get his thoughts now that it's official Tom Brady has retired from the National Football League. We'll get his thoughts on his Instagram post and certainly on the tweets that have come out here in the last hour as well. Come on back. It's the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN, the sports betting Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 